Welcome to the podcast. This is Rick Thomas. You're listening to Life Over Coffee. This is the podcast where I answer questions, interact with people, and try to serve you the most effective way that we can. Our tagline is helping people live effective lives, and that really sums up what we are about. We want to help people to live more effectively by the grace of God, empowered by the Spirit of God to spread the fame of God around the world. And so if we can serve you, please let us know. It would be a privilege to do that. If you want to chat with us, we have two places where you can do that. We have public forums for our non-supporting members and private forums for our supporting members. So if you want to chat, just go on the forums and like you do for virtually every other social media platform, which is what our website is. It's a media platform, a digital platform. You have to create a username and a password and so do that. And what that does is it protects you and protects us. And so that's that's SOP, that's Standard Operating Procedure. And so after you do that, you can access either forum, depending on what your status is with us, a non-supporting or a supporting member. But if you want to talk, please do that. And we are open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And there's a good chance that you will want to talk about this podcast. This is episode 114 in our Life Over Coffee series It's about communication between two people. The title of the podcast is How to Fix Your Communication Problems, episode 114. I have show notes, as always, for our Life Over uh, Coffee series. And if you want to go to it, go to our website, rickthomas.net, and look for the show notes, episode 114, how to fix your communication problems. And what you're going to find is an outline of what I'm about to share with you. You're also going to find links to articles, supplemental material that will help you, especially if you want to do a deep dive. None of our podcasts are deep dives in the sense that they are exhaustive and comprehensive. And that's why we have a warehouse for you, a sanctification center, sanctification warehouse that you can go into. It's in cyberspace, rickthomas.net, and you can explore. You can walk around like walking into your local big box store and just check out the shelves high and low, left and right, front and back. Walk through, pick out what you need, graphics, videos, articles, and Use that to supplement whatever the podcast is that you are listening to. So in these show notes, I have three additional articles for you to read. They're all over 2,000 words, and so it does get into a, into the granular level, which is what you want if you want to fix your communication problems. I also have a graphic. This is the primary infographic that I use to help people walk through communication. I have sketched this out zillions of times on my iPad in counseling sessions, working with a man or a woman or both, talking about how to have a communication repair. And then there is a short video as well, uh, an explainer video that you can walk through and uh, that you can watch. And it's 90 seconds. It's not a long video. 
Now, if you're a supporting member, I also have webinars on this about true community, about biblical fellowship, and you'll find those on our webinar page. My point is there's a lot of resources here if you want to take advantage of it. Let me give you a warning also. What will happen is somebody will listen to the podcast and they'll say, what if or yes, but. And what they're going to say is, but my spouse doesn't want to cooperate. Well, the title of this podcast won't work for you. How to fix your communication problems. I am giving you practical advice on how to fix communication problems. And the assumption is that the two people that are part of that relational dynamic want to fix their communication problems. If, a, if, if one of the two people do not want to fix their communication problem, then it can't be fixed because the issue is no longer between you and the other person. The issue is, is between the proud individual who doesn't want to fix the problem and God. You see, in James 4, 6, James said that God opposes the proud. And so if one person in a relational dynamic does not want to fix the communication problem, God stands in opposition to that individual. It can't be fixed. And so if you listen to this and say, yeah, this is great, but my spouse, my friend, my whatever, doesn't want to cooperate, well, then you can't fix it because that person is in a perilous place, a precarious place. God is on the other end of the rope. I think sometimes we can think in relational conflict that the primary issue is between me and the other person. That's a secondary conflict. But if someone is resisting reconciliation and fixing their problems, then the primary conflict is between that individual and God. It's vertical, not horizontal. And so I don't want you to be discouraged as you listen to this podcast and say, well, that's great material, but it won't work because the other person on the other end doesn't want to do it. Well, of course it won't work. God opposes the proud, but he also grants repentance in 2 Timothy 2, 24 and 25. And what has to happen is God has to grant repentance. And so there's a cooperation, there's a vertical cooperation that has to happen between that person and God before you can fix things on a horizontal level. And so I say that to say that this podcast won't work for every couple. It won't, and I'm sorry. I wish there's a prerequisite. It takes humble people. It takes biblical maturity. It takes a God-first worldview, presupposition. And if you don't have that, you can read every book in the world and go to every counselor in the world, and your communication problems will not change. Two people have to be pliable, meaning they have to be humble. Because the same text in 4.6 of James says, yes, God does oppose the proud, but he gives favor to the humble. And if both individuals are being humble, then they are pliable. And God is willing, he, he is pouring favor on those two people. And I promise you, if you are humble, 
then this is the podcast to listen to, and you want to get into those show notes. God will pour favor, empowering favor, all over you, in you, through you, and you will have a relational uh, communication repair. Episode 114, How to Fix Your Communication Problems. I want to start by making this statement. I've said this in many other places, but we're talking about communication. And so I want to put it here because this is the explainer podcast that walks through this infographic that I want to share with you. And it would be great if you can look at the infographic. But Lucia and I spent the first five years of our marriage never owning one or confessing to personal sin to each other. And also, there was no asking for or granting forgiveness. Well, if you're not going to own your sin, that's step one. If you're not going to confess it, agree with God and agree with the other individual that you sinned against them, then, of course, there's no asking for or granting forgiveness. And so we did not have a confessional home. We did not have a forgiving home. Now, needless to say... We had communication problems. I would go on to say that we we very much enjoyed each other. We very much uh, enjoyed being with each other. It used to be frustrating in the church that we attended because Lucia and I have always been, uh, we always enjoy touching each other and hugging and holding hands and putting arms around each other and cuddling and kissing and all of that stuff. So during this time, we were doing those things. Yes, we were. And it was authentic, genuine, legitimate. There was no fakery about it at all. But there was something missing at the deepest level of our relationship. Now, we didn't know that. We didn't know it. We knew we were frustrated. There were just some things that we didn't talk about, some places that we didn't go And as long as we ignored those things, we enjoyed each other for the most part. But those things would always surface because there was something broken and we couldn't put our finger on it. We would even talk about our frustration. Typically, we talked about it in angry ways toward each other. And so as we began to try to understand, and it took, well, it was five years And then the light came on, God granted repentance, and we began to see things in a different way. And then we reflect back on it, and we see that, oh, the place where we were not connecting was spiritually an intimate spiritual relationship, a, a threefold relationship, me, her, and the Lord. That dynamic is broken, and if you have communication problems, that is the starting place, and I'll explain more about that in a moment. But what happens usually, people come to counseling, they'll say that we have a communication problem. That's a surface issue. That's what's going on in their home, in their marriage or their family. They have an external behavioral problem, but the real issue is it's a spiritual problem. Communication problems are spiritual problems, and you have to deal with it spiritually. It's two people that are not God-centered in a practical way. 
And because of that, we enjoyed having superficial conversations. We enjoyed going to Broadway plays. We enjoyed watching movies. We enjoyed talking about, listen to this, we enjoyed talking about God and talking about the Bible and talking about church and ministry and missions. It wasn't that we were devoid of religion conversation, but when it got really intimate, where we were revealing our innermost being to each other, that was the dysfunction. We were still like Adam walking around in the woods with fig leaves on. We could not be trans fully transparent or we couldn't be growing in a transparency toward each other. You're not going to be fully transparent with another individual, like, like say your spouse, the first year, the first five years, even the first 15 years. It's a, it's a progressive transparency that you grow into. Even when you're 80 years old and you've been married for 50-something years, you're still growing in transparency. You can think about it like this. In the dating relationship, you don't know each other and you're you're totally superficial when you first meet. And then as you talk more, you become more and more revealing about yourself. You're still not fully transparent about who you are because you're always, there's always fig leaves to, to take off, to peel off. But then you get married. Now, here's the problem. You get married and you move in together. Now you're no longer in a dating relationship but you're living in a 24-7 relationship and you see more than you ever saw than when you were dating. Now, this can be problematic. And the problem is, is that these couples do not have a sin plan. They don't have a plan to deal with the sin that happens between them. You see, when you're dating, you can let the girl go at the end of the night, let the boy go at the end of the night, and, and you have a restart. Like every day is a restart. And so you're not living in a way to where you're annoying each other and the little things that you didn't that you don't ever really see, or if you do see and they do crop up in your dating relationship, you can easily ignore them. But when you move in together in marriage in a covenantal unbreakable relationship and you're living in a 24-7 dynamic, those little things, well, they don't go away. And if you don't have a sin plan, a way of dealing with the sin that that comes between you, you know, it's like taking two magnets and put them together and there there's drawing power there. And then after that's that's dating. The magnetism and then marriage, you flip the magnet over and now you're polarized and you become more polarized. And that's why I said at the top of this, when I, at the beginning of this podcast, I said, we spent the first five years of our marriage never owning and confessing personal sin to each other. And so the little annoyances we weren't talking about, we weren't humble enough to talk about, we weren't willing enough, we were stubborn. We didn't know. We, we just lived in this low-grade frustration that was truly low-grade. It would spike every now and then, but it was a low-grade frustration, and so we enjoyed each other for the most part, but there were certain areas where we just could not go because we didn't have a plan. And so if you have time, please go to episode 114, How to Fix Your Communication Problems, and I would really love for you to take a look at this graphic. Now, what this graphic teaches, it's really simple, 
honestly, when you think about it, is super simple. I have a relationship with the Lord as part of what this graphic shows. And Lucia has a relationship with the Lord. We both have an intimate relationship with the Lord. And God knows everything that there is to know about us. Meaning God knows all the good things that we're doing right. We're appropriating God's grace in our life. We're crushing it. We're doing well. We're progressing in our sanctification. And then there are negative things in our lives. God knows those things as well. Now, that doesn't affect our salvation at all. It's just the reality that we are not entirely perfect. That it is that it is a work of progressive sanctification. The implication of progressive sanctification is that you're not entirely sanctified. There are bad things about you, negative things, sinister things working in your heart. And Lucia has the same kind of relationship. But here's the thing. God knows all of that. We are naked and open unto him with whom we must give an account. There is nothing that he does not know, meaning he knows all the bad stuff in our lives. Now, that doesn't necessarily trouble us because we know that God is for us. He loves us. He's working with us. He's willing to cooperate with us, and he gives us grace to work on these things, and he perseveres with us, and he does all those wonderful things for us, in us, through us. And because of that, we can live with the fact that he knows all things about us. That's the vertical relationship. But the problem is, is the horizontal relationship. Now you bring another individual into your experience with God. Now it's not just you and the Lord, but it's another person in this. It's like a circle. And so you and God, you and the Lord are in this circle, and God knows all things about you, and you're okay with that. Now another person moves in that circle. Now, what happens at this point is what usually happens is that you only talk about the good things the super or the superficial things, but you don't get into the negative minutia of your life for various reasons. You're either afraid, you don't want to reveal that, or the other person is insecure. They can't handle your truth. They can't steward the full truth about you. And so there becomes pockets of silence in our relationship. And, and because of that, it becomes like a, a pebble in your shoe. It becomes an annoyance. And then you see this thing the other person is doing and you're irritated, but you don't talk about it because you can't talk about sin. You can't talk specifically, you can't talk about your sinfulness. You don't have sinful conversations, if, if I can say it that way. You have no sin plan. And so you just become annoyed, and then the magnets slowly flip until they are polarized. And you're no longer attracted to each other because of those things. You can't bring the things behind the fig leaves out into the open, meaning you can't be transparent. I see this in small group all the time. When humans get together, the temptation is to be superficial or to use supplemental material in their small group experience so they can stay away from what's wrong with them that becomes wildly frustrating unless you like being superficial because you don't want to be known. 
And so somebody has to decide. Somebody has to stand up and say, hey, we're going to own the things that are wrong with us, and we're going to discuss these things. Now, that is what Lucia and I mutually agreed on many years ago, and I'm telling you, it rocked our world in every possible way. It was transformative to us individually and also as a couple. I gained a discipler, and so did she. I gained a confidant. Now, we just didn't just trot out all of our untransparent things in one major throw-up, one major regurgitation. You don't do it that way. That would be foolish. Every couple is different, and you have to incrementally grow it, just like you did in dating. But now it's becoming intensified and more transparent. And so, as I said earlier, this is a, this is a 50-plus year plan but you got to get on the track and be willing. And so we had this agreement that we're going to, we're going to start talking about these things, and we're going to grow into. And that's what we have been doing. Are we fully transparent with each other today? No, but we're progressing, and that spiritual dynamic happened. You see, Paul talked about in Philippians that there is a participation in the spirit. The word participation means fellowship. It means koinonia. It means communication. In order to participate with each other, you have to participate in the Spirit. This is a true biblical communication. is a God-illuminated communication between each other. Now, if God illuminates the communication, it's going to show both sides of your relationship, the positive and the negative, the things that you're doing well and the things that you're not doing swell. And you have to be mature enough, humble enough, pliable enough, uh, enough as I was saying earlier. Being married and being a Christian does not automatically mean you will connect and relate to your spouse at the deepest part of your personal experience. I know a lot of couples that have been married forever, and they can't communicate at the deepest level of their personal experience with God. They have to, The things that they talk to God about, they have to keep hidden from their spouse because of immaturity that could be on both sides, but definitely on one side. And so being married, these young couples that get married and think that they're going to enter into this transparent, wonderful relationship, no, they won't. Not unless they have a sin plan. Being married, being a Christian does not automatically mean that you're going to connect this way. Your intimate knowledge of an experience with God, it could be that you will keep parts of those things hidden from your spouse. You could go to church for years and never enjoy this kind of communication with your spouse or, or another person, like I was saying earlier, in small group. Now, you have to be a Christian to experience this kind of communication, but being a Christian does not automatically mean that you're going to have it. The reason you have to be a Christian is because God is part of the communication. He is illuminating and empowering the kind of relationship that you have. The natural person doesn't understand the things of God. They can talk in a transparent level in some ways, but they have no long-term fix because they can't repent. They, They can't forgive each other because God is part of forgiveness. They can't understand the deeper spiritual things of life because God is not a part of it. So they can never go to this depth in 
communication. Now, a couple of questions that you would have to answer is, are you mature enough to steward some of the deeper truths about your spouse or the other person? Are you mature enough to steward? It is a stewarding issue. If, if somebody is willing to share something important to them, something intimate about them, it makes them vulnerable. If you were to cup your hands right now, just form a cup in your hands and say you put your spouse's heart in your hands, that, that's the idea is your spouse is communicating her heart to you or his heart to you. And so I'm going to give you my heart. I'm going to place it in your hands. How are you going to steward that? That's the idea. And if you slap your hands together like that and crush them, hurt them by a harsh word, unkind word, critical word, negative word, a laughing word, a rolling of the eyes word, they will be hesitant. They will be reticent to do that again. I'm not going to go there again. You see, biblical communication takes maturity on both sides. It takes a lot of maturity to be willing to be transparent. And it takes a whole lot of maturity to receive the transparency of another person. So my question is, are you mature enough to steward some of the deeper truths about your spouse? Kind of tied to that is my second question. Do you provide a context of grace that makes it easier for your spouse to share with you? You have to provide a context of grace. And your spouse sees that and experiences that with you. Thus, they are willing to trot some things out, some deeper things let me give you a biblical definition to the word communication. I've articulated it already. But biblical communication or biblical fellowship, biblical participation, all three of those words in the New Testament can be koinonia, which is our word for community. But biblical communication is, is participation in the spirit it means sharing with another individual your deepest and richest relationship. Sharing with somebody, it's, it's walking up to somebody and say, say, I want to share with you my, my deepest relationship, the deepest relationship I have, the deepest relationship I know. And that relationship is your relationship with God. There's nothing more, there's nothing deeper, there's nothing more intimate than your relationship with God. So it's, it's bringing another person into your experience with God. Now, this kind of sharing means both the positive and negative things about your life, and we desperately need that. We need that kind of community. Each person has a relationship with God. There are things that they're doing well. There are things that they need to change. Biblical koinonia is when both individuals are able willing to share both sides of their individualized relationships with God with each other. Many relationships are not mature enough to talk about their individual weaknesses, which is why their communication is shallow or non-existent. Now, I want to come back to the warning again, because it's a huge warning. If both people, say in marriage, if both spouses are not committed to biblical quantity, you won't be able to have it.
because the non-committed spouse is not trustworthy, not humble, not able to steward the deeper things about your life. Now, if you want to go into a deep dive into koinonia, if both of you have a change of heart, I want to share with you, as I wrap up this podcast, a few biblical fellowship questions that you can talk to each other about, and they will aid you in sharing your thoughts about yourself while drawing the other person out for their input. Here are a few things that you can try. Talk to your spouse about an area of your life where you regularly fail and cannot gain victory. Now again, humility, maturity, all in. And you have God's empowering favor to do this. But just start talking to your spouse about an area where you regularly fail and cannot gain victory. Now that is biblical koinonia. That is communication. Here's another one. Share one way you have failed your spouse. Seek forgiveness and Ask how you can more effectively serve your spouse. Possibly another thing that you can do is share a fear that you have. Share that fear with your spouse. Bring him or her into the conversation. If you want to talk about that, these things, please let us know. Talk to us on our forum. It'd be a joy to serve you. Thanks for listening. You have been listening to Life Over Coffee with Rick Thomas. If you have a question for Rick, you can let him know by sending him a note through his website, rickthomas.net. That's rickthomas.net. Thanks for listening. Enjoy your coffee.